happened again. A cyber attack on JBS, one of the largest meat producers in the country, has halted production on five beef plants in the US. So what's going on? I'm Roger Chang and this is your Daily Charge. Here to discuss this is our editor in charge of breaking news, Carrie Mahalchik. Welcome, Carrie. Hey, thanks for having me. So what happened to JBS USA? JBS, which is one of the world's largest food companies, was hit by a ransomware attack um, that impacted some of its plants in North America and Australia. As a result, it sort of had to shut down operations at a lot of its meat processing and packaging plants. Um, the White House said these attacks were likely carried out by a criminal organization based in Russia, but we don't have a ton of details there. Um, and we're still sort of waiting to see what the full impact is going to be. Um, officials from the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, which represents a lot of workers at JBS plants, said all of the company's beef plants in the U.S. were shut down. Got it. Okay, so this is this is a pretty big problem. Uh, and obviously this sounds very similar to what happened to the Colonial Pipeline uh, last month, right? This was a ransomware attack that's basically taking the systems offline. Just for a quick refresher for our listeners, uh, even though we just we did discuss this a month ago, it's give us a quick description of what ransomware is and why it's so easy to sort of shut down a system because of it. Right. So uh, ransomware is a type of uh, malware that will scramble a com- company's data and computer data, and they will hold it hostage uh, until a ransom is paid. In theory, if you pay the ransom, you might get your data back, but there's also no guarantees in these situations. Um, You might not get all your data back. Some of the data might get stolen, uh, and hackers might sort of threaten to publish it later if they're not given more money. Um, But basically, it's it's software that scrambles your computer and makes it so that you can't use it. Right. The the idea of like sort of a there's like a a double impact there with uh, with some ransomware cases where. They not only hold your data hostage, but they also threaten to expose it to the public and basically seeking twice the payout. Uh, And I know, you know, federal officials, law enforcement officials uh, recommend that you not pay ransomware, but there are obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure to get businesses back online and companies have to walk that fine line. Uh, I'm curious, the, the colonial tax, exposed the vulnerability in our gas supply. Obviously, we saw it in, in some of the shortage, or at least the, the perceived shortage of gas at gas stations throughout the East Coast. I'm curious how this attack, if it's, I mean, given that it's, it's similar nature, if it's going to affect our meat supply. Um, that's a bit unclear. So JBS says it expects to have the vast majority of its processing plants up and running again today. So if that does in fact happen and people are back to work and these plants are able to ship products and meat out to suppliers, it's pretty unlikely that consumers are going to feel much of an impact. Um, that said, if if this thing drags on and grocery stores and restaurants and you know the other places we eat and shop aren't able to get the supplies they would normally, um, that's when consumers could potentially feel some impact or start to see you know shortages in stores. Right, and it's important to note that there wasn't a true gas shortage. There was a bit of a supply crunch, but the the hoarding of gas and, uh, and 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 folks lining up at gas stations that really made the problem a lot worse. And likewise, we're we're not trying to fan the flames here of of a meat shortage uh, concern, but it is important to note that oftentimes it was the consumer and the sort of 
the run-up to or the anticipation of the shortage that actually caused the shortage, right? Right. And the USDA also said, too, that it's reached out to other companies and other meat suppliers to ask them to sort of accommodate for additional processing to make sure that they're helping keep the supply of food in the going. So there, there's already some mitigation in place. Okay. And, and just to give us the listeners a sense of how big JBS is, like, can you talk a little bit about sort of their, I guess, their place in the meat uh the meat world, uh, and just, just again, to give a sense of scale for this potential problem. Yeah, so JBS USA is a subsidiary of the larger global JBSA. It's a Brazilian company, and they are the largest meat processor uh, in the world in terms of sales. In the U.S., they've got more than a dozen plants processing beef and pork, and their website says that they're second largest producer of chicken in the U.S. with operations in 14 states. They've got more than 60,000 employees across the U.S. Um, they're re- responsible for some big brands like Pilgrim and Swift, um, things that you've likely seen in grocery stores. So they're right up there with some of those well-known companies like Tyson and Smithfield that you hear about. Okay. And, and you know, you talked earlier about sort of what the government's saying about who might be behind this. What I know there aren't a lot of details, but like, what do we know about who is potentially behind this attack? Right. So, yeah, not a lot. Um, You know, the White House yesterday said that um, JBS informed them of the ransomware attack on Sunday. They think it was a criminal group likely based in Russia. Um, And the White House said that they were engaging directly with the Russian government. But otherwise, we don't have a ton of, of details on sort of exactly where this attack came from. You know, as I mentioned before, Colonial was also attacked by ransomware. Uh, it seems to be an increasingly popular style of cyber attack. Uh, can you talk a little bit about you know, why it's become so popular? Just basically, how easy it is to get uh, to actually pull off one of these attacks. Right. I mean, I I think you're right. We are seeing an increasing number of these ransomware attacks, and I think in large part because they've been successful. Um, security researchers researchers have said that more than half of victims pay these ransoms to recover data. Uh, And it was estimated last year that criminal groups made more than $350 million from these payments. So like you said, companies are, when they're hit with one of these types of ransomware attacks, are sort of desperate to get back up and running and to to get back the data that they lost. Um, So a lot of people, even if the government maybe is encouraging them not to, a lot of companies and people are, are, are paying these ransoms. Right, and it's important to note that you know the previous attack was pulled off by a group called Darkside. We still don't know what or what what group or or if it's a group that's pulled off this particular attack. Um, I, I assume though that we're they're 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 still kind of digging in for more information. Do you think we'll get more information, or is this one of those situations where it just like it just sort of disappears, or the the attackers go out in the ether? Um. I mean, I think it's possible that we'll get more information. The Biden administration has already said that preventing and uh, responding to cybersecurity threats, including ransomware, has been a priority for this administration. And the Justice Department recently created a new task force that's focused solely on prosecuting ransomware hackers. So I do think that investigation into this incident will continue and we might get more information and that certainly um, the Justice Department and the FBI, which is running the investigation, are looking to to find the people responsible. Um, that said, uh, I know it can be a difficult thing to do, so we'll sort of have to wait and see. Right. And, and I know the Department of Homeland Security issued 
new cybersecurity regulations for the pipeline sector after the colonial tax. So do you think we'll see more sweeping regulations across different industries? Because it seems like no industry is immune to these kinds of attacks. Right. Uh, I, I would say that's certainly right, that, that no industry is immune. Um, there's a chance we see more regulations. It's hard to say whether we'll get something specifically aimed at you know, protecting our food supply chains. Um, President Biden in May already signed an executive order aimed at improving U.S. cybersecurity defenses. Um, it calls for things like mandatory reporting of cyber attacks, um, baseline security standards for software that's sold to the government. So there's already some things that are in place and that the administration is looking to do. Um, whether or not we see more focused regulations, I think, will depend on, on how big of an issue these ransomware attacks become. Got it. Well, Carrie, thank you for your time. You can check out our JBS coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.